Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Recognize this voice? It's the OG of this podcast alongside my brother in arms, the other original host of this show, Rob Z. This is, of course, Chris Vigilante. Been a long time, but we are back. Rob, are you with me, my friend? I am, Chris. How are you? Hey, squad. Good, good. How, how's life? We have you and I in particular have not been seen. Uh, we've been lost in parts unknown for quite some time. Yeah, some some people have to work in this in this life, right? I know it's it's tough. You know, some of us some of us who shall remain nameless, who uh, have no you know who have no life, can come on here every, you know as much as they do and. Uh, I gotta, you know, we have to air some grievances here. I'm, I'm, I'm very upset with our, with our cohort. I mean, now he thinks he can just do shows without even telling us, without, without asking us if we want to do it with him. He all of a sudden thinks this is his show. Let me tell you something, people. Go back and look at episode number one. There's only two voices on that show, and it ain't Shane. It sounds like a shoot. Oh, it's a shoot, all right. I am hot. I challenge Shane to a duel somehow. I you know I, I'm not exactly sure what that's going to entail, but I'm ready to throw down. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bury the the guy who shall remain uh, remain nameless for the for the episode. All right. How are you? How is life? I have not. I you and I have not only have not been on the podcast for a while, but we haven't spoken in a, in a while either. How are you doing down in sunny Florida? Nice. It's uh it's a little warm, but uh. You know, you can always jump in the ocean. Uh, working a lot, uh, trying to watch, trying to catch up on some uh, pro wrestling. Um, I know the G1 uh, just started. Uh, I know there's been a lot of uh, pay-per-views and lackluster Raws, but I, I think some good product put out there. A lot of stuff changing in the general uh, wrestling landscape with other promotions. Um, and I'm even going to see NXT on Friday. Uh, they're coming to Miami. Oh, are you? That is exciting. Good. I'm glad you get that opportunity. I, uh, as of right now, I've been locked out of uh, SummerSlam tickets. And I'm sure I'm mean, going to get them if I go on StubHub or something like that. But I don't want to pay $200 for tickets. But uh, I do have tickets for uh, the Raw after SummerSlam at Barclays. And I actually just got tickets to the NXT takeover show in the Parker Center, so I'll be going to that. Chris, are you using your headset? You're, you're really low. I'm using... No, I, mean, I just have my headphones on and talking into my phone. All right, now I can hear you. For the first time since I've known you, I actually had to tell you to speak up because you, were you weren't talking loud enough. That That is, in fact, the first time you've ever said that to me in the, um, what, almost two two years since we've known each other? Yeah, it's uh, actually yep, probably the first time anyone's ever told you that. That's that is a fair assessment. So, if I heard you correctly, um, you said you you didn't get SummerSlam tickets, but you do have tickets for the Raw following it, and tickets for the NXT show uh, before it. I'd like yeah. to talk about that if possible. Yeah, so yeah, I do have tickets to the uh, Takeover show. I mean, on the Raw, the, the Raw um, after SummerSlam, I'm actually going with friend of the show, Paul. And uh, but actually on NXT I'm taking my nephew so I'm taking uh, my nephew to see the that. He begged me for the X Men. The X Men is is indeed 
coming to, to see NXT. He begged me to take him to NXT, and I, being the amazing uncle that I am, obliged. Sure, for sure. Um, so I heard that they actually, they've already sold 10,000 tickets for the uh, NXT show. Um, I have heard that as well. I heard, I mean, I originally heard when they were selling, when they were going to put the tickets on sale, that they were looking to just uh, do about 5,000. But I've heard that they've already sold uh, more than uh, upwards of 10,000 tickets, which is fantastic. I mean, that's almost selling out the whole building, uh, even if it was just normally set up, even for WWE regular events. So, but I'm not surprised by that. I mean, that's great to see that. I'm not surprised by that, though. I mean, NXT is a hot product. You're in a, you're in a city that's a you know a real smart mark city, and I'm not surprised at all that uh, that they sold 10,000 tickets. Yeah, I heard they're even releasing more. So, I mean, if you're in the New York area, that's going to be a great weekend, obviously. I mean, the three shows in a row, I think, would be a lot. Uh, also, you know, just dense, and then just also kind of maybe a little bit of overkill. Um, but I, I think you're doing it the right way. I mean, you're probably saving money on a SummerSlam tickets. I, I like watching the pay-per-view events, uh, you know, unless you have really, really great seats. I think it only makes sense to have uh, to watch it on the pay-per-view. Uh, on, the, I mean, on the network, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with you know, I'm fine with not going to, to SummerSlam. I think I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, I'm definitely happy to go to the NXT Takeover show. So, I mean, right now it's shaping up to look like a, a good card. Not, not surprisingly, um, you know, they're gonna have Balor and Owens for the, you know, in the title match. It looks like they're gonna have, uh, Bailey uh, against uh, Sasha for the women's title. So that'll be interesting because I expect I would expect I guess given recent events I would expect Sasha Banks to drop the title to Bailey and that'll be that'll be something to see. I mean I know from going to the uh, to the NXT house show in Philadelphia a couple months ago that Bailey is extremely over in the in the in the New York metropolitan area. So so that'll be something. To see. So now I mean I think the the most interesting news coming out so far of what we've learned of uh, what's going to take place at, at NXT Takeover. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, is that WWE reached out and got, um, for that show, Jushin Thunder Liger to mm-hmm. wrestle Tyler Breeze. Now, that's a really interesting thing. I mean, now, from what I understand, I mean, Jushin Liger ha- can do his own independent bookings, so it's not clear whether they went directly through him or if they went through New Japan, the offices. If they went through New Japan offices, I mean, that's really that's really an interesting development. Because they, you know, New Japan has a has a working relationship with Ring of Honor, who's running a show in Brooklyn on the same night as NXT. Right. I mean, I read uh, earlier in the week that New Japan had kind of reached out and, and come to kind of a, a talent agreement uh, regarding, you know, younger guys or developmental people with a bunch of the indies. They, they released a press release. Um, I think originally someone wrote in NXT, but from what I heard afterwards from another. Uh, uh, wrestling fan uh, that NXT was specifically left out, but yeah, it didn't include uh, other indies. Basically, every indie except NXT. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, I guess, because they don't. Cons- I wish you wouldn't consider NXT an indie, but it's just interesting because you know it seems um, these days, especially that uh, that uh, NXT is taking taking aim directly at Ring of Honor. So it's it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the uh, over the coming months because, I mean, they're, they're literally taking direct aim at Ring of Honor and their audience, and, and, you know, they're running in the same cities at the same time. This isn't even the first time they're doing that. So 
Right. Now, to, to, to jump on your, your thought uh, real quick, um, I mean, I guess uh, we have an open format as usual. We're not always so structured, um, especially without the, the one that shall remain nameless uh, telling us what to talk about. But uh, sure. uh, did you so wait, 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 hear... We also do occasionally talk about UFC subjects here, and uh, I wanted to know if you had heard of CM Punk's comments about uh, the current state of talent that is being brought into NXT and toward and up to the main main roster. Um, I mean, if I'm if I if I'm thinking correctly uh, about it, is, is that where he's basically just you know basically commented b- about you know, all the bullshit he had to deal with, and now, like, they're the, the guy they're looking for is basically him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he's got a... I mean, look, I mean, is, is it partially sour grapes? Yeah. Uh, does he have a... Does he have a point? Yes. Uh, because, I mean, he did, you know, from all accounts, had to suffer a lot of bullshit because of, you know, his basically just being an indie darling and being a smaller guy, and... And now it's basically become almost the prototype of uh, of the guys that are are coming up are these indie darlings, you know, a lot of times smaller guys. So I mean, he has a point, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, it's sour grapes. But at the same time, you know, I he he he's, he seems like he's past the whole wrestling thing, and you know, I'm definitely looking forward to his MMA debut. I got to see what this guy can actually do uh, in a in a, in, a, in the octagon, but at the same time, he's clearly a different guy as far as his persona. I mean, while he's still a confident guy, he definitely is a lot more humble when he comes to talking about fighting because he he, he knows, you know, correctly so that he kind of doesn't have, he, he really is not in a place where he can talk shit and, and, and be like super cocky because, you know, he's coming in as, a, you know, a, a, a legit rookie on this, so... It's interesting to see that kind of dynamic change in his personality when you see him in interviews. Yeah. Do you think Liger, going back to Liger real quick, do you think he's kind of a one-time deal? Or, uh, I mean, I, I, I couldn't see him jumping on the main roster, really, could you? It wouldn't really wouldn't, no, wouldn't no, make I, much no, sense. I think, it's, I think it's a one-off. I think, you know, maybe, maybe you might see him again uh, in a situation like this again possibly down the road, but I definitely don't who's see him he, being who's a he regular do, 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 do we know that? Uh, he's re- yeah, he's wrestling Tyler Breeze. Okay. You're a big Tyler Breeze So, I mean, that should right? be good. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Tyler Breeze. I like his gimmick a lot. I find it highly entertaining. Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be a thrill for him, I mean, to be able to wrestle a guy like Liger at the show uh, you know, regardless of whether he goes over or not, I mean, it's definitely got to be something that's a, uh, a huge thrill for that guy. So, and it should make now, for an a, interesting, definitely a, should make for an interesting match. Are, are you a fan of Tyler Breeze's gimmick because it's kind of built off of um, our, you know, sometimes on again, off again, uh, he who else shall remain nameless uh, co-host <laughs> and like his. I know he's into selfies and social media and stuff like that. Well, I certainly wouldn't call uh, Mr. X uh, Prince Pretty. That's for sure. He's definitely not an attractive man. Uh, he's quite ugly. I hope he's listening yeah. to this. No, he's a he's a very attractive man, but uh, but he's but uh, but uh, he's definitely uh, he's definitely got certain character traits that 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 that. that uh, that that mirror Tyler Breeze. Although if if that was the case, if he was really like Tyler Breeze, then I wouldn't like Tyler Breeze, right? Because I I definitely hate Shane. Sure. 
But we're supposed to remain nameless, you know, let's try and maybe we well, can edit that out right, for the right. uh, repeat broadcast. You you know who. Uh, we'll, we'll edit it. We'll edit it out of the yeah. broadcast. With a, with a bunch only of the live stuff. audience gets the uh, only the live audience gets the uh, the thrill of actually knowing who we're talking about. <laughs> uh, going to uh, I know we're jumping around a lot, but my NXT uh, future NXT experience rather, uh, I'm kind of trying to keep it uh, spoiler free and not and not see who uh, is going to appear. While my 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 NXT event, I think is just a regular road show. Um, I don't know if there'll be very big stars there, but. Uh, I'm hoping to see uh, Balor. Uh, I don't know if I doubt he would do his, you know, full gimmick entrance, which uh, the one that remain, remains nameless doesn't really like. But uh, hopefully <laughs> I get maybe some kind of main talent roster come down for a special match. But I'm excited because we have uh, gold row tickets or whatever. I think we're row two or something like that. So Oh, nice. Teeth, so I'm looking forward to that. You want to talk a That's little good. bit about... Uh, one of these guys, uh, maybe the, I don't want to run down the whole pay-per-view. Um, what were your uh, thoughts on Battleground? Well, give me, give me your thoughts on Battleground as a whole, as a show, and then give me kind of like your top two moments and maybe a low point, which I, I know what your low point's going to be, but. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, well, I mean, overall, I think, it was it wasn't a great show. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I actually went in really not being that amped to watch the show at all. I almost I almost didn't watch it because I really wasn't uh, I wasn't really excited to watch. It. And I actually missed the first half of the Orton Sheamus match uh, because I was kind of on the fence of whether I was even going to watch it. Um, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, there were definitely some high points. I mean. Um, I think the Cena and Owens match was, uh, you know, as usual, uh, 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 a, f- a fucking fantastic match. But as you can probably imagine, uh, I was very unhappy with the finish. Um, I'm just so, and like I said, I feel like this is like ad nauseum because I've probably said this a million times. Uh, I am just so sick of this like philosophy that John Cena can't lose a feud. I mean, that's basically, oh well, he, uh, you know, he, he, we, we let him, we let Owens beat him in the first match, and 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 we've had him have these really uh, competitive matches, uh, you know, to show that they try to keep him looking strong, but we're still gonna have him lose, and I think that's bullshit. It's like, look, it's time to get away from, it's time to realize that you got to start getting away from John Cena, and I thought they were doing that with with the you know U.S. Open Challenge. And you know, kind of putting him more down in the mid card, but they're clearly not doing that because he, he they they don't let him let lose this feud to to Owens. They they have him not only beat Owens but have Owens tap out to one of the sloppiest looking STFs I've ever seen. And and on top of that, the next night on Raw, he's he's out judge acting with Seth Rollins, which indicates that we're going to get uh, him back in the main event against Rollins at SummerSlam, or at least in the title match. So. Yeah, not. I'm just sick of it. Like, you know, I've given John Cena a lot of props lately. You know, I haven't been on the pro- the podcast, so I haven't, I guess, publicly given him a lot of credit lately. But I actually have been giving him a lot of credit lately for having great matches. You know, uh, making you know some of the younger, more mid card talent look really good. I gave him a lot of credit for putting over Owens in that first match. But it's 
it's the same old shit. It's like, why can't he lose a feud? He can lose a feud. Nothing will happen. Business is not going to go down because he loses a feud. So I'm, I was very unhappy uh, with the finish, but, you know, the match itself was great. Um, the Divas match was very good. Uh, great to see uh, Sasha and and, and and Charlotte up at the uh, but the main roster, Becky Lynch as well. Uh, that was definitely something great to see. Um, <laughs> what was funny about that match was Brie Bella and how little she belonged in that match. Well, yeah, it, to it the was point obvious where, why they put her in there. I mean, you knew she was going to be the one yeah. to lose. I mean, it was almost like um, it was almost like when she would come into the ring, it was like, "Hey, I'm here too. Don't forget about me." Because she just does not belong in in the same league as those other two, which is hilarious because she's you know the veteran amongst the three of them. So, but but it was still a good match, and it was good to see a Divas match go a uh, go a long time and actually be worth watching. So that was a highlight. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the rest long, of, longest Divas match I could remember. I, yeah, it was definitely long. It was definitely pretty long. It was definitely. I think it was like upwards of like twelve or thirteen minutes, which is pretty long for them. Um, I mean, the rest of the card was pretty much just there. I mean, the the the, the Lesnar Rollins match was entertaining because of all the suplexes and everything. And and you know, the ending was obviously something that was a cool moment type thing. But at the same time, I actually wasn't a big fan of it because it's like, great, The Undertaker came back, great, we're going to have the rematch at SummerSlam. That's like kind of a big marquee match. But in the process of setting up this angle, you made your champion, Seth Rollins, look like a completely useless, worthless vagina. And yeah, so I, I don't know I, I how, how, how that. good that serves. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I'll jump on this match. I mean, the, the three-way dance they had with Cena, Lesnar, and Rollins—you know, Rollins can, can go. I mean, most people that know, besides the chicken chick champion character, like guys, you know, legit athlete can really wrestle, can uh, can re- pretty much do anything. Of course, you have Brock and his persona, and you know, the guys tearing apart cars and uh, building him into this—he you know, is not building him into anything. Um, I mean. The idea I think they tried to get across was that there was no way that, you know, Lesnar could lose, and that's why they had the whole, you know, no one, no, the Browns didn't have anyone behind them. They didn't have J&J Security, they didn't have Kane. It was a lost cause. And leading into that, it kind of was like, all right, you know there's no way Rollins will, will, will win. I think I would have wished they made it a little bit more competitive. I mean, Rollins got a little bit of offense in there. He had kind of like three dives to the outside and some kicks and, I would have liked to see him maybe go for a little bit longer. Um, the pay-per-view ended with 15 minutes, you know, at 10.45. I mean, they definitely could have gone another five, ten minutes. Um, my viewing partner, uh, you know, told me that, you know, Lesnar at, at this stage, you know, he doesn't really go that long anymore. Um, the WrestleMania match with Rollins was like 16 minutes. Um, the Tina match was quick. quick. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just would have liked to see more out of that match. And like you said, it make make Rollins a little bit stronger. I mean, no one's expecting him to win anyway. You don't have to totally have him be demolished. Um, going backwards, uh, the Divas match you mentioned, I thought it was okay. I mean, I, I get what they were trying to do. I guess they're calling it a, a, a Raw Evolution. Uh, I saw some tweets. Um, I thought the segment on Raw was actually really good. You know, that ending where they had everyone come out, the factions, 
and they had the, the three finishers being put on. It was, it was a cool moment. Um, I, I obviously see what they're doing, and they're, I guess they're giving Divas a chance. Um, interesting point. Uh, uh, my friend Anthony and I were talking about how uh, they keep pushing this the Divas reign, the second longest title reign in Divas history. You know, I, I think they're oh, going to on Nikki just to, just to snub uh, AJ. You know, for retiring or oh, definitely. Or, I mean, look, they're building a they're building a SummerSlam match that's clearly not going to have the title in it because it's going to be like these three teams against each other. So that'll give them another pay-per-view where Nikki doesn't have to drop the title. And I believe once you get past that, I believe by the time you would get to the September pay-per-view, which I believe is Night of Champions, I believe let's, by then they probably would have her drop it. But I, I believe by then she will have already passed uh, AJ Lee. So... Miss Clue, yeah, what they're doing. There's no, there's no other reason yeah. to make Nikki Bella be a goddamn Divas champion for a year. Well, I mean, I, I understood your point about Bree. I mean, I guess Bree. I mean, she looks, she doesn't move fluidly in the ring. Uh, it, I, 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 I thought of you when she was pulling out Daniel Bryan kicks. You know, one on against each girl on their knees. Um, <laughs> she just doesn't look apart. I mean, I mean, I know yeah, you hate Nikki Bella so much, but can you at least agree that Nikki Bella is more athletic and fluid and can at least compete and, you know, pull off moves. Yeah, plus, I, mean, the, I know you, you hate everything she's about, but... No, yeah, I will say this. I will say this. I will say that while I do uh, generally hate them, and, and I don't think... Well, I hate the, like, oh, they've gotten better. Like, they're, they're, to me, they're still not good, but I will, t- I will say this. There was a time uh, back when where I actually thought out of the two that Bree was the better wrestler... No, that's definitely not true. Uh, Nikki is definitely better than Brie. I will, I will at least give that credit. I'll take it. I'll, you know, I'll give, Bella, I'll give you Bella a little bit of speaking of Brie Bella, Bri, Bella your and Brian. Your, yeah, Team Bella yeah. Uh, accepts your, your approval. Uh, okay, and then good. going on to Owens. Um, wait, actually, one second. Uh, wait, one second, quick. Just uh, since we're talking about Brie Bella, it just popped into my head. I'm excited. I just got the Daniel Bryan book, and I'm going to start reading that. I heard it's very good. No, all you got to do now is learn how to read. I did. Uh, that's what, well, in, in the month or so that we've been off the podcast, I, I did learn my alphabet and have now learned to read uh, the English language. That's Dark Phoenix. What's for you? Yes. I was waiting for your, 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 your Price is Right horn, but I guess... No, you know what? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to have a conversation with our, with our friend who, who, who might not be named because it seems that since he's been running the board, he got rid of all my goddamn sound clips. Oh man, you're gonna have to replace them. So I, I logged on today to find them all gone. Yeah, that's gotta be fixed. That's point of order number one. Let me tell you, Mr. X out there, it's it, my fury is gonna rain down on your head, pal. Wait till I get my hands on you. This is my show. This is our show. We started this thing. Cool. Um, what was the last the other match? We're gonna, uh, real quick, I thought it was the, the best performance. Uh, my friend Anthony pointed it out. Um, the best match that the primetime players have had. It looked a little bit more uh, seasoned and a little bit more. Where their matches used to be very like... Uh, you know, point A to point B to point C. Uh, I thought this match had more uh, um, varying degrees of uh, 
spots interaction and, and fluidity. Um, I, I, I keep saying about like Titus O'Neill, like this guy, they actually like, he's kind of clunky and at times, but the guy's a beast, man. Like they started that match and he had the big chop to the chest on, uh, on Kofi. Like that guy, like if they, if they were smart, they could build him up to be something good, you know? And he's charismatic and he's over with the crowd. Uh, but I, I like the direction they're going in. Uh, it's a tag team division, though. It's kind of weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. The tag team division is definitely, uh, oh, you know, definitely a weird thing. Well, by the way, going back to Owens for like one second, I want to, you know, you and I haven't been on the show in a, in quite a while, and I listened yeah. a couple episodes back uh, when uh, uh, Shane and and uh, Jim were doing a show, and it was so nice to hear. JB or Jim uh, admits that he was completely wrong about Kevin Owens because uh, I remember we had that we had that discussion quite a number of episodes ago about about you know Kevin Owens and why I like him so much because they see nothing in him and and to hear and to hear that uh, that recognition of of error on his part was was definitely nice to hear so thank you Jim for for admitting that yeah thanks Jim. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about Owens, um, real quick, I want your, your 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 really quick answer, and I'll I'll break it down afterwards. If you had to rate the, or rank the three pay per view matches with Owens and Cena, uh, how would you do so? Oh man, that is really tough. I mean, they're all they're all on the level. You know what I mean? They're all on the same level. I think. Oh, it's so tough. Like, I mean, like, I think, I think they all have. I mean, I, I, I think, I think the ending of the first match puts that one, you know, a, a little higher in my heart because it had the right ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I had to go like match quality wise, I think probably the second match was the best match. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I mean, I, I I think just because it was a clean win, the first one automatically, kind of like you said in your heart, it's number one. Um, I do view that as a thing. Like, people say they don't care about all the guy won or lost. Yeah, they do. Because, look, I mean, the third match was a good match, too, but because Owens tapped out, you know, like, it doesn't matter who wins or loses. So I, oh, yeah. I, I, I agree. Think... I, I see where you're coming from, but I would put the first match one, the second match two, you know, Second match almost even, except the fact that Owens when cleaning the first one puts it over, and then yeah. the third match with him tapping out again. It kind of just there's no real rhyme or reason. If anything, they could have done, uh, you know, where he taps it out, out and doesn't tap out. Yeah, yeah you know, That's or a- like the DQ. You know, and, and the interesting thing for those three matches, I think we pointed out during the first one, they, they they haven't left the ring for three matches. It was all kept inside. That is true too, which is a very rare thing these days. Yeah, no, I mean, look, Owen has Owen has shown quite, 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 you know, effortlessly, if you ask me, uh, you know, how good he is, like in the ring, on the mic, like the guy, like is a star. If he if he was if he was a couple inches taller and like a jacked muscle guy, he'd be he'd be like the next John Cena to them. But oh, it, it's ridiculous. Let's perfectly lead into my next question. Does yeah. this prove that he will be relegated to our? Mid card status. I think, I think uh, for now, unfortunately, I, I see him as an upper mid carder, like in the Sheamus Randy, you know, like Sheamus, like maybe the Sheamus 
spot right now, ish spot where he's you know he, you can see you can clearly see that the company considers him above most of the roster, but still not like at the very top of the card. And uh, I could see that for him for a while, at least until we finally get rid of Vince. And I don't, I don't want to waste death on anybody, but Vince, please retire because I really just want you gone. Because look, if you go back and they when they brought him out. It looks like they strapped a rocket on him. They haven't beat Cena clean, um, which I think previously right. ever only really brought him. Yeah, ever Bro- since then, Brock- I mean, while he's been protected, it's it's still been him losing. So, right. And imagine, I mean, imagine if he won the match at Battleground. Imagine he made Cena tap, or he beat Cena clean. Then you'd be like, okay, they're going somewhere. Or they give him the belt, and they, you know, they do something interesting or just something different. But no, it, it's like you said at the very beginning of the show. It's like him tapping out like that. It's I, I don't want. I mean, I don't want to call it burying, but it is kind of, you know, it's definitely, definitely digging, you know, putting the shovel in the ground a little bit, you know, or breaking the shovel out. Yeah, no, I agree. You I can, mean, you, 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 there are ways to have Cena keep the belt without having him tap out Owens. It's Bad, it's a bad decision. It's just a bad decision, and you know, unfortunately, this is this is this is WWE. This is WWE, especially like if you're. It's it's easier to really rise to the top as a heel, as opposed to a babyface. But when you rise to the top as a heel, you inevitably run into Mount Cena, and uh, and then that's the end of you. I mean, it's happened with every right. guy so far. Every big heel that's come up, you know, Bray Wyatt, Rusev. Kevin Owens, it's the same goddamn story over and over again. The Persina. Yeah, it's the same exact thing every time. The, the it's hot up and coming heel runs into John Cena. That, uh, it gives me hope in the fact that Cesaro is now face. You know, that maybe. Um, I would love to see Cesaro and Rollins. I mean, I don't think they'll do it because I don't think Vince thinks oh, it yeah. sell, but I, I want to go back towards the match that. Uh, Actually, uh, two matches, I guess, they had on back-to-back Raw, Cesaro and Cena. Did you see those? The one was the, the second one was really good. I did see that, yeah. No, yeah, that was very good. But, again, did I Did you see the I, one I the week before or no? Less. Did you see the one they had the, uh, the, the first Yeah, yeah, I saw both of them. Yeah, I saw both of them. Did you see? Actually, I don't know. Fact- I, I don't know if, you, if, if it would actually air because I saw it uh, after the fact. And I saw some stuff online. I don't know if it was during the, the commercial break, but when Cena was down on his knees, I don't know if you realized the sorrow gave him kind of like double fingers to the face, a la Stone Cold. But yeah, instead yeah. of giving him middle fingers, he gave him <laughs> double ring fingers. The ring finger, yeah, which is hilarious. I thought that was Brett, super cool. Like... Which, which you think about it, is Cesaro pretty much calling out Vince, which I mean, I don't think anyone's ever really done. You know what I mean? The whole brass rings and. I'm really a big fan of Cesaro. Well, right you've now. Noticed, I think. Uh, have, you noticed, have you noticed the jacket he wears? It's got like uh, it says Cesaro on top, right? And then you know it's it's got the big number two on it, and then under that it says Swiss. So now think about that, Cesaro to Swiss. Like that was what Vince said in that interview that he's just like he can't connect because he's too you know he's Swiss. He's like. So it's like he, he's almost making fun of all that shit, like even in his like ring attire, and then yeah, and the brass ring, like you know the the, the ring fingers, the Cena, it's great. And I don't know if it's a shoot or not, but it's definitely either way, it's 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 great stuff. I mean Cesaro, 
is another like missed opportunity, man. Because this guy could be huge. He's got the look. Yeah. He's got the body type. He's got the charisma. The, the, like the people want to cheer for this fucking guy, but they just don't give him the opportunity to do it. I thought I thought the two Swiss was like a, a too sweet reference, but I, I mean yours makes more sense. Um, I know that when they right after that broadcast, uh, the Vince interview with uh, Stone Cold, um, they came out with almost him and Tyson came out with almost Bullet Club looking shirts, and it was what, I think it wasn't like Brass Ring Club or something like brass that. Brass Ring Club, shirts. yeah, yep. And they told him they told him to stop wearing them, I guess. But I mean, I love that. Um, and I, I read recently something along the lines of Mick Foley uh, speaking about taking their words back. Uh, Mick Foley, you know, had previously said Cesaro would have been a great champion in any other era, and now I oh, think totally. in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s, not uh, you know, not now. And apparently, Mick Foley took his words back and said that you know Cesaro stole him uh, on himself, and uh, that yeah. he thinks he's you know capable, which I think yeah, he is too. I, mean, I, I, I definitely, like I, I definitely wrestled. think. Yeah, I definitely think Cesaro could be big if they would just let him. I mean, they had that opportunity after WrestleMania 30. Like, it was right there, and they just pissed it away. Yeah, I mean, and it sucks about Tyson Pitt getting hurt, but this is, you know, probably an even better, another opportunity for Cesaro to maybe shine some more. Well, he has shined some more. But. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. What do you think about... um? Switching over from Battleground because I believe you, who, uh, he who must not be named, talked about Battleground uh, after it happened. The uh, the uh, uh, you know obviously Monday Night Raw was last night, and uh, so I mean the big obviously angle coming out of that was uh, the the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar uh, pull apart brawl. Yeah, so I, I thought, like to I thought hear, it was great. What do you think about that? I thought it was great. Like uh like you said at the main event, um uh it doesn't totally make much sense the guy coming back over a year to take his revenge. Um and in that spot. I mean, wouldn't you want him to be the champion when you do that? So you come back and get the championship. Um uh, I thought there was a there was a slight reference to it the week before when Heyman was going off on Kane. You know, and he mentioned The Undertaker. Then he goes, oh, am I not allowed to mention your, your family? You know, I kind of, that kind of raised my my antennae uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, the brawl, the, the, the pull apart last night was great. I, I thought it was fantastic. It was like a throwback to old school wrestling, you know, like where you got, you literally bring up the locker room to kind of separate these guys. And it was very believable. You know, I mean, Taker, Taker looked Especially with delivering those tombstones at, at Battleground, it looked a little uh, iffy. I mean, granted, it's not not an easy feat to lift uh, Brock up and uh, and do what he did. Um, he looked a little winded. I mean, he looked a little kind of I don't want to say gasped, but he looked a little bit, you know, what's the right word? I don't want to say disheveled. I mean, it worked. It worked on Raw because the guy looked intense. He looked, you know, uh, yeah. hyped. He looked, you know, crazy. He looked, you know possessed, which I guess is what they're going for. Um, I don't know how that match pans out at SummerSlam. I mean, are they going to, if you have Taker come back, you kind of kill Brock's momentum and why did you end the streak? It makes no sense if if Taker comes back and beats him. I mean, Brock beat him at hell at bad blood. Uh, No, not bad blood. 
at a beat him in, beat him uh, years ago at Hell in a Cell. Um, beat him at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Like if you haven't lose now, it's kind of like what purpose uh, you you lessen the whole value in what you've been talking about for over a year, you know, and what you've been building this guy as the guy to feed the streak. So I don't know where they're going with that. Maybe I don't see any clean. I see it maybe leading to Lesnar's next feud, or, or I really don't know. Um, I mean, I, also, what kind of match are they going to on? The it, WrestleMania match yeah. they had wasn't that great. No, I know, but I mean, at least with that, you have the excuse of like he got concussed, you know, like early on in the match. So maybe it would have been better if that hadn't what happened. happened again? Get the chance. I I I agree. It definitely could happen again. And I mean, I mean, I see it going with the Undertaker getting his win back. I mean, I don't see them bringing back Taker just to lose. Uh, so I definitely see Taker winning it. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like it'd be interesting to see. You know, the story kind of makes sense a little bit, but not a lot because, I mean, he was back for WrestleMania when he faced Bray Wyatt. So it's like if he was. If he's just so pissed off at Lesnar for beating the streak and keep bringing it up over and over again, why didn't he go after him then? So you have yeah. that continuity, like error, doesn't really make too much sense. Uh, with the brawl, the Maybe. brawl was cool. It's definitely a great visual. But at the same time, it's like, what the shit? Like, you know, obviously your guys like Cena and like, you know, Reigns and, and, and Ambrose Rollins, like they're not there because they're like the top level guys. But why the hell is Cesaro in that there? Why is... Rusev and Sheamus and Owens. Like, why the fuck would, in storyline, why the hell would Owens give a shit if, like, if these two guys are brawling? Because he's middle card. Yeah, I that's, know, that's that, the point. Was, was Orton out there trying to break him up? Was Seth no, Rollins out there trying no. to break him up? Was Cena no. out there trying to break him up? No, sir. No. It, I, would, I picked up Owens right there. away. Yeah, yeah was and, Wyatt out Amber there? No. Was, no, Wyatt wasn't there either. Yeah, that's a good point. I think they or or uh, I don't think Orton was either. I think they probably said, "Hey, all the mid cars get out there." <laughs> but uh, I mean, the one thing I can see it being is kind of resetting Lesnar if Lesnar loses the Undertaker, and then having him have this build with you know a Rumble win, uh, and this is all all depending on them keeping the title on Rollins until WrestleMania. And having Brock go over, which you know what, I don't mind. I would like, I actually would want Rollins to have belt for a whole year. I think it would legitimize. Um, I mean, it, there's no. I, don't, I, I honestly don't happening. think he needs to be legitimized, but I think if he held onto that belt for a year, that just builds his 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 cockiness and his character as a heel more and more and more. He can be like, I was champion for a year, no one could beat me, blah blah. blah. You know, I mean, things change. People get injured. You never know what happens. I think it's just building towards, and from what I've heard other people say, and, and these are granted just people that aren't in the business, just friends that, but friends that have watched wrestling for you know their whole lives, and, and it's obvious that, that Vince wants you know a hundred thousand people in doubts. They, they he wants to break records. He wants this to be the biggest show of all time. You know, he wants Hogan involved in some capacity. He wants Taker involved in some capacity. It, it's got to be a big show. Uh, I don't know if that goes to Rock and Brock or or, or Hunter and Rock. You know, it's going to be. I don't know, man, because they they always they always set their sights on these like big matches really far ahead and they telegraph them. I mean, we, same thing with Reigns. You know, I think Reigns right now is the wild card. I mean, I honestly think the big. I think it'll be Reigns and Cena at Mania. To be honest with you. 
Oh man, I uh, not I for the title, but, or maybe for the title, but yeah, no, um, I, oh no, I, dude, do not, I do not kid yourselves that they have given up the idea of Reigns winning the title at WrestleMania. Do not fucking believe that for a second. I would, I have no, I have no, not doubt, but I can definitely see it being the exact same thing again next year where Reigns is in the fucking title match. I can completely see that. And maybe he won't win the Royal Rumble, but like, you know, maybe it'll be like a three. I can definitely see him in there again. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Lesnar and Reigns again. It was a good match, I thought. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was better than than I thought it was going to be, but I think that was mostly because of Brock, so... But... I don't know. You know, you know, I feel, you know how I feel about Roman Reigns, so... He's you know better. how I feel about Roman Reigns. I mean, he's gotten better, but... Not, not, not. Still, in my opinion, not to earn the spot he's in. I mean, he's going to be tied up with Wyatt for a while. A lot of your so. early opinions were 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 predicated on your 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 true fear of him winning at Mania. You know, and that the whole thing being telegraphed a year in advance. Oh, I definitely I had that fear, but I definitely had that fear. But I don't think my I don't think my criticisms were based on a fear that he would win. I just think it's. I still feel the same way about him. Like I, he still hasn't shown me anything as far as that would that would make him worthy of being the champ. But and being not only just the champ, but the face of the entire organization. I just so, don't. I just don't see it. I just don't see it in him. Like he's nothing but looks. That's it. That's all he is. He doesn't have the mic skills. Doesn't have the wrestling skills. All he has is a look. All he has is the fact that women want to have sex with him. That's it. That's all he's got. And the one, and the one that wrote, shall remain nameless probably wants to have sex with him too. Yes, clearly that's clearly that is the case. I mean, he's going to be tied up with Wyatt now. I guess we're going to get like a Wyatt and and Harper against Ambrose and Reigns at SummerSlam. Yeah, I heard like some rumors going. about a possible uh, new, um, and then adding another third. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. The, I've heard that, that that Sting is going to get involved with Ambrose and like be with Ambrose and Reigns, which is a really odd pairing. I can see Ambrose kind of with Sting a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I mean, whatever. It's like I, I guess Sting, Sting in somewhere. I guess. Yeah, that's the I mean, thing. Like, it's funny because I can see Sting versus Wyatt, but to, to think of the idea of Sting with. Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose doesn't really doesn't really work to me. Both we'll see. I mean, I'm wondering who they would make as the third Wyatt member if if you know. I mean, obviously Rowan is out. That's why he's not there. But I mean, like, who would they put in there? Like, I don't know. Bring in someone new. Daniel Bryan. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Oh, about there you go. You know, I I was hoping you know because Bo Dallas when he first appeared for about two weeks, kind of won me over, but then I guess apparently <laughs> he kind of disappeared and he's just jobbing out. Um, I think he has one of like the worst win-loss records on the roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always thought it was going to be, you know, like uh, a false prophet versus, you know, uh, a false messiah, uh, you know, the whole brother thing. But I could definitely see him maybe joining the wife, which, you know what, maybe that's what, what Bo Dallas needs. 
Uh, I mean, he definitely can't go much lower. So, so but what else? What else? What else happened on Raw that's worth discussing? Uh, I mean, there's two. There were two Divas matches on Raw. So we had Anyone Charlotte beat that? Nikki Bella again, and then we also had uh, uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks beat Becky Lynch and Paige with uh, having uh, Sasha Banks tap out Paige uh, to using the bank statement, which was. Surprising uh, that they would. Uh, I mean, obviously they wanted to make the new NXT Divas look strong, but and I expected Charlotte to be Brie Bella, but to see uh, Sasha tap out Paige was uh, definitely uh, surprising. Yeah, I mean, I think when Paige first came in because she won on her first match and kind of maybe they kind of figured AJ they didn't know what situation was going to be because of the whole CM Punk situation, um, kind of starting to blow up and boil over. Um, people think that the impression that Paige is, like, amazing, you know. She's very good in the ring, you know, but, I mean, I don't think she's, like, all-time greatest women's champion, you know. So I think, I think it's more yeah, I mean, to bring her down to earth a little bit, you know. I got to be honest. I mean, like, I, I like Paige, but I feel like she was way better in NXT than anything she's ever shown me on the main roster. Yeah, and I mean, maybe some it's... of her matches are a little, she talks a lot. I mean, she does watch a little bit. Um... I mean, maybe I mean, maybe now that she can work with some of the NXT divas, like she'll have, you know, she'll, I'll see the better matches out of her. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Paige, but yeah, she hasn't impressed me on the main roster the way I thought she would coming out of NXT. But we'll see. Uh, do you want to talk we'll about some like UFC or some uh, New Japan? New Japan. I, I, I haven't. Have you? Have you haven't seen the G1 yet? Right, the first day. No, I'm probably going to subscribe to it. I, would, would, I, mean, I should, because I'd watch it more than I do the network. Wait, you subscribe to the New Japan World? No, I'm probably going... Yeah, I was thinking about it, because, I mean, it's a it's a steal. I mean, you pay like you pay like nine bucks this month and, 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 and watch the entire G1 for, uh, you know, for like nine dollars. Well, and, like, we actually have a cast. Yeah. Like, the, the second show is until Thursday. Yeah. Um, I know that I did watch the uh, uh, Kazuchika Okada uh, AJ Styles match. Uh, spoiler alert: oh, yeah. so, Okada is the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Uh, that was a very good match. Styles Styles impresses a lot too, you know. Oh yeah, no, the match was fantastic, and the, the ending sequence, uh, you know. There's like a few minutes of basically them going back and forth of counters before they finally, uh, before he finally hit the rainmaker on him was a great uh, end sequence, and uh, you know, end to a great, you know, definitely a great match. So that was that was that was a great show. I mean, like I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't started watching the G1 yet. I plan to. Uh, 19 shows this year, but the way, luckily the way they're doing it is they're only doing five tournament matches per show, so okay. a lot more manageable. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I just gotta give also, myself those five matches in per show. Yeah. Now I also saw that uh, Nakamura lost the IW Intercontinental Championship. Um, do you think this is us setting him up for a G1 win? I absolutely think that. I, I, I he's definitely my favorite to win the whole thing. I think he's gonna. I think in fact he is gonna win the G1, and uh, he's gonna win the the heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom 10. From Okada. 
Uh, hopefully, I think that would be a that'd be a hell of a main event. I know they they had that match at the G1 Finals last year, and uh, it was a Amazing. hell of a match. So, yeah. so I would I would love to see uh, the main event of Wrestle Kingdom be Okada and Nakamura again, where Nakamura beats Okada for the title. That'd be great. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that would be awesome friends, and I think it would be you know I'm sure that I'm sure Okada would put him over. Um, Oh yeah, sure. Well, on I mean, they're, they're they're both in chaos. They're both in the group chaos together. So, Chris, wh- Chris, why don't you and I just move to New Japan and book, uh, move to Japan and just book New Japan? Well, I was gonna say we're moving to New Japan. Where is that? <laughs> yeah, well, that's really nice when we get there. But, uh, New Tokyo, I would love New to move Tokyo. to Japan and just watch. Uh, we'll just we'll just quit our jobs and we'll just spend all day at the you know at like all the places they go, whether it's. You know, Sumo Hall or Tokyo Dome, wherever they are, we'll just keep going. We'll just spend all our days just going to New Japan shows. Don't tempt me. Hey, man. I, I would, if I had the money, I'd be there in a second. That sounds like a great life. <laughs> if you eat sushi all day, it'd be good. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to starting to watch the G1. I mean, I heard from the first show, I mean, like I said, there's five matches. I heard three of them were kind of skippable, but I heard the. Um, Shibata AJ Styles match was great, and and then particularly the Tanahashi Kota Bushi match was was something to see. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to starting my G1 experience. I mean anyone anyone who listened to this show before, uh, you know, especially back last year, knows what marks we are for the G1. So yeah, I will be wearing a New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, T-shirt to the NXT uh, event. Um, uh, excellent. I tried. My 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 Okada too often dropkick shirt. Uh, I was going to order the new Nakamura trading card shirt. Have you seen that one? I no, I haven't seen that one. What was the um? What was the name of the paper? Is it they too did awesome? With, uh, no, 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 no. I have that one. No, it's that's the Okada shirt. No, I know, I know. Nakamura. The new shirt too it is, awesome. It is. It's way awesome. Way too awesome. Um, it's basically a, a picture of a Nakamura trading card or a wrestling baseball card in front of the shirt. And the picture is from his entrance at the uh, the pay-per-view they did. You know, where he comes out with the crazy entrance with the, the Statue of Liberty crown type yep. thing. And he's, yeah. That really was cool. a Wrestle Kingdom, wasn't it? That was a Wrestle Kingdom this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a picture of him from his Wrestle Kingdom entrance, which is uh, pretty spectacular. Uh, just that on the shirt. And it's just King of Strong style. So. Well, that sounds, that sounds, uh, sounds like an awesome shirt. I was also looking awesome on today. They had these kind of uh, Devitt Club T-shirts, which are plays on the Bullet Club, but it has the Devitt Punisher skull, and then kind of two silhouettes of his uh, flying stomps uh, underneath. But I think I'm going to go with the straightaway uh, more because I also heard that uh, WWE trademarked Devitt Club. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe just a rumor. I have not heard that. I don't know. Although if they do sell a, a Devitt T-shirt um, at the event, I'll probably be buying one of those. Yeah. Or sure, a Baylor shirt. Baylor shirt. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that too. I got to get me a. Uh, I got to get me a. Uh, a new uh, shirt for the NXT Takeover show. So. Do it ahead of time, man. You, know, you, you don't want to show up there and then 
had not had your size, just all that. Yeah, I don't know what I should get though. I'm uh, I'm 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 debating. I feel like it's too easy to get you know like a David shirt or, or or an Owen shirt or something like that. So I'm I'm like trying. I'm on the fence as to like what I should get. Oh, if they I still have it, you should, they still have it. You should get the the duct tape Kevin Owen shirt. The KO with duct tape. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Xavier has that that's shirt. A, my nephew. Yeah, that's his yeah. first shirt. So that's always cool to have. Yeah, it's definitely. I was th- I, I was like, should I go fucking really like crazy and get like a Bailey shirt or something like that and wear like a big purple shirt? I think I think I, I think I, should. I mean, like I went to the NXT show in Philly and there were a bunch of dudes wearing that shirt. Yeah, I mean, I went to the the the, the money in Montreal with uh, uh, friends Phil and Neil. I went to, uh, in, where was it? It was in Boston. We went to Survivor Series. There was this uh, large man wearing a pretty tight AJ t-shirt. And he was very <laughs> proud of it. Nice. What shirt do you think the, the guy that shot her name Nameless would wear? He would probably wear a Sasha Banks shirt. Didn't he get a Sasha Banks shirt for the when he was in the Albany? He went to the NXT Albany show. And, I think he, uh, he probably got a Cena like, shirt. A who shirt? Cena shirt. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see him wear. I could see him wearing a Sasha Banks shirt or a, maybe a Becky Lynch shirt. She, I don't know if she has a shirt, but I could see him wearing that. <laughs> Probably always it says Pilates classes. Yeah. He's a, he's a special guy. Special uh, up with the Yeah, Anything else to talk about, Chris? We should do this more often. I know uh, we both work very hard for a living. We do, um, we do. Unlike 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 our friends, we uh you know, we're 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 we have we have big important jobs that require a lot of work. Whoa, whoa, so do you consider that than friends or more like frenemies now? Because we're, we're, I'm dubbing our, our 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 team the A squad, and they can be the B squad. The oh, B dude, being for pitchers. Like, look, you the know. fact remains we're we're the originators here, man. The the idea for this podcast originated with you and I, and uh, and we talked about doing one. We and in fact, our first like I forgot how many, like at least the first one or two episodes. It was just you and I, and then we invited your buddy along, and 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 now the and the rest is history. And now he thinks he that this is his show. We are the A team. We're the ones who started this whole thing. What uh? What uh? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. You know, from working all day, very hard. Um, yes. What, what have you heard about TNA? I heard they're coming up with a lot of uh, financial problems and the odd times. I mean, from, from what, from what I, think, I, I, I don't watch contact. TNA at all. Yeah, I gave up on TNA a long time ago. I mean, from what I hear, I mean, September is it for them. They, You know, that, that Destination America is going to drop them. And I mean, I also know they just had that debacle with uh, Hernandez recently where they had him appear on TV and do a bunch of tapings when he was still under contract for Lucha Underground. And now as a result of that, all these matches and segments they filmed that had him in it are now have to be pulled out of all their upcoming episodes. So, I mean, look, that place is a shit show. 
and and it's been a shit you know, show I, for years, and it can continue to be a shit show until it goes out of business. I read today that uh, uh, Ring of Honor actually sent them a, a cease and desist letter because um, was it TNA? No, it was sorry, it was Global Force Wrestling. I'm getting them confused, but I guess Global Force was on TNA. I read. I don't know. Are they the same thing now or? Emerged, Yo, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett was on TNA uh, like a couple of weeks ago and wrestled a couple of matches. And like, I think he won some title for them too. Like, he won like a King of the Mountain match at like their pay per view or whatever. Like, I don't know who the hell knows. Like, again, another irrelevant company. Yeah, I, mean, I got confused. But I, I did read today that anyway, Global Force Wrestling was was advertising talent as you know ring of honor talent and then um obviously as any deals an attorney would the attorneys for ring of honor since he just let his uh the force wrestling saying that they're infringing on their you know copyright and trademarks and intellectual property by advertising talent and using the ring of honor name uh it wasn't right. like they were just saying people that are saying come see ring of honor talent you know blah 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 uh, yeah. Maybe if they need yeah. lawyers, maybe me and you can go and uh, work for work for uh, be a counsel for Tone Nonstop Action or Impact Wrestling. What's it called now? I don't even know. Dude, dude, if we became if we became counsel for TNA, we uh, we we would go in knowing we would probably never get paid because they don't pay yeah, their no, I mean, people. It sounds like a dream job working for like a wrestling company, but it, it, I probably wouldn't make the job. No, probably not. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. By the way, uh, NXT is—they just announced that NXT is going head to head again with Ring of Honor, and they're running a show in Texas the same nights that ROH has shows in Texas. Well, this is healthy business, right? Things like that. I mean, I know. No, no, it definitely is. They're, they're like they're they're targeting Ring of Honor hardcore. Interesting. I mean, Ring of Honor now is what? I mean, it's really not. I mean, they still have certain guys in there, and they have the indie guys, but I mean, is there consistency with it? Uh, I mean, recently. I mean, it's it's only more of a recent thing, but I don't know. So what else? No. Have you been watching Top Enough? No, not once. It just looks horrible. This, this fucking this season of Top Enough is a... Goddamn debacle! Never, it's it's, it's never horrendous. Watched. Well, no, I mean the original Tough Enough was entertaining. The first like one or two se- like two you know like two seasons were were interesting. The last one they did oh, before Maven, this, right? Yeah, 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 Maven. Although I mean, like John Morrison won season like two or whatever of, of Tough Enough. Yeah, the people know. And. Uh, but, like, even the 2011 version, the one with uh, Steve Austin, like, while the, the, the people on it weren't, like, anything special and, like, even the winner didn't, like, do anything, I mean, it was still a, not a bad show because because of Austin. But, like, this show is a, is just like, oh, God. Everyone on the show is boring as fuck as far as the contestants. Like, they don't know... None of them have, like, have, like any wrestling experience. And then you got like the, the the you know like the live component, which is ridiculous because you have like you know Daniel Bryan and Hogan and Paige talking for like two minutes. Jericho is just there, just being a host, but like contributing nothing. The voting before they like kick somebody off is 
last for like two minutes, three minutes before they before they tally the votes, and it's just a popularity contest, and not like about like how like these people. It, it's it's a horrible, horrible show. Did you see speaking of John Morrison or Johnny Mundo as he goes by now? Did you see the Twitter beef that he had between or he has between uh, with Mother Seth Rollins? I heard about it, but I haven't seen any of the tweets. Please, please uh, inform me about exactly what's been going on with this situation. Well, I think it was more or less it was an interview with John Morrison, and they were talking about uh, Rollins, and, and his, his remarks were something along the lines of, and, and don't quote me, uh, something like, well, yeah, I know he's into CrossFit, but I think I could outperform him in, in, in everything, in the ring, out of the ring, athletically, blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe he's never... <laughs> For him to say that, he's probably never, probably not too familiar with the Rollins, but uh, Rollins shot back, I think, on Twitter saying, you know, like, all these things he says are cute, but uh, I don't think he's ever once been uh, world champion, um, and that he'd like to have him say those things to his face, and then he could show him differently. Pretty much calling Morrison out on his comments. I mean, hey, you got to, you got, you got to stand up for yourself. And like, he is true. I mean, he, he is right. I don't think Morrison has ever won a title, a world title. Anything else? Or you want to wrap it up for today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then what else? I think, I think the 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 IWC and the internet radio community wants more of the A plus. Yeah. That's no, I, 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 have I have been receiving messages from people asking where we've been, uh, me and you specifically. Well, like I said, we just have busy lives, man. Like, and we haven't had the time to devote. We didn't want to come on the. We didn't want to come on the show and half-ass it. So. Uh, we don't so, want to be you know, Yeah, like we're, we're we are we're the Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker of the podcast. Like we're just too big for. To, we're we're, we're way too big to be doing this every week. Yeah, Shane's more like. No, but we, we, we have to we have to get back. We have to get back in the saddle. You and I have to get back yeah. in the saddle. I've listened to some of these shows with you. You know, he who must not be named, and oh, they're just awful. Like they're just they're just god awful, and 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 we need to right the ship. It only yeah, works if, when the three of us are together. You and I are the Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker of podcasts. Uh, who's the other guy? Who, who, the Brooklyn Brawler, or? Uh, yeah, well, of... clearly, clearly, two of them are the Brooklyn Brawler and Barry Horowitz. Or maybe J and J, or uh, Shane and J. Shane, there you go. Shea, I think we got there. You go, Shane and J Security. All right, Chris. You want to wrap us up? You're pretty good at that stuff. All right, sure. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. It was good to be back, and we are gonna to all the people out there listening. We're gonna make a concerted effort to 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 be back on this more. So so you can rest assured the shows will be better. So, <laughs> if we're on it, but uh, you know we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast, and uh, you know keep keep listening to us. Keep you know follow us on Twitter. I'm at I am at I am C Vigilante, Rob is at Adzanzanator. And as always, just keep listening, keep supporting the show, except when Shane's hosting, then you can feel free to not listen. Yeah. Uh, but, but come back for us. 
come back. No, no, I, I, I love Shane. I'm just, uh, I'm just playing around. He's done a fantastic job of uh, running the ship while we, while we weren't here. And, uh, but, uh, you know, like, thank you, Rob, for joining me, and thanks everyone out there for listening. And we'll, we will see you next time. Next week. All right. Good night. Suck it, Shane. <laughs>